life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. Because we like to talk. We are we not like only to talk. We're, yeah, exactly. We're not only going to be talking on our own podcast, but we've got some cool guest things coming up. Some of them we can't even share yet. Yeah, working but, on those. Those are TBD. But in this case, I'm not talking about guests on this podcast, though we do have some people kind of earmarked to have on. We're talking about us being other cool places. Yeah, agreed. Which is very very fun. We're looking for a fun podcast to guest on. You guys have had a few recommendations. Thank you for those. We we continue to welcome those podcasts. You think it would be cool to have us on there? Yeah. Thanks for the reminder there uh, to everybody. Yeah, but we are looking to be other places. So so that's very cool. And speaking of that, this weekend, something totally new and different. Uh, podcast <laughs> so. one is a contact with this uh, Bubba's Exotic Motorsports. That's right. I'm going to rewind that. Bubba's Exotic <laughs> Motorsports, which it may you be. You just wanted to say that again. I can That tell. may be my favorite shop name ever. They're down in Florida, <laughs> and they do a Facebook Live hosted podcast that is early Saturday mornings. Right, right. 9 a.m. Eastern, and it's live, which means you and I will be up, well, Far before we should be talking. Pretty early. Earlier than I usually drink my coffee, as a matter of fact. We'll be up at that hour. When my son comes in talking, I ask him to please not talk yet. That's the hour we'll be up. Does that happen every morning? Yes, every morning. Every single morning. I kind of thought. So, yeah. So, we'll be up. He's got a switch on his back somewhere, doesn't he? Just to... He is... Honestly, I stand by the comment. My son is C-3PO. You turn him... He turns on in the morning, and he powers off when he goes to bed. And between that, it is constant chatter. It really is. It's constant chatter. It's something to behold. It is. It's, it's kind of shocking. And, and I, yeah. who can talk like crazy, you will see me sit in silence more around my son than any other time in my life. It's because it's, he's taking all the air. All <laughs> of the air is being used in his little lungs, which is great. One. But anyway, but we will be on uh, with the Bubba's Exotic Motorsports guys uh, early Saturday morning. So that is a 9 a.m. on their Facebook page. And I'll be really honest with you. We have no idea what to expect. <laughs> we have no idea. We're Agreed. just it, it's live. Agreed. It's so, different. Yeah. It's a new place. It's everything about it is different than we normally do. We're just excited to, to be on somewhere else, and we've got other really cool ones coming up. We'll keep sharing that. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep you posted. Uh, before we get to much to talk about mm-hmm. that involves Ford, <laughs> Every, honestly, lots to honestly, here. before we even asked for questions. So many of you sent private emails and Facebook messages about the Ford thing. And it was yes. like, clearly, we're going to discuss and the I, Ford And I said thing. that on Facebook. We're going to get there. Yes, we're going to talk about Ford. Not in an effort to preempt anybody, but just so you know, we're going to get there. Before I do, though, I do want to tell you that season one and two television seasons are available on Amazon Prime now. Mm-hmm. And the 50 Years of the 9-11 film, which was our first feature-length film back in 2013, you know it from yeah. Velocity when it played on Velocity Channel in mm-hmm, 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's available on Amazon as a Blu-ray, but then also on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. But Amazon Prime, we continue to hear from you guys, and that is, is that great. is the best Thank place to syndicate content. You like pulling that. Even on mm-hmm. an airplane with airplane Wi-Fi, you're pulling from Amazon Prime, which is great. Yeah, it's very cool. And so those, uh, those two seasons and that film, the other three films will be available soon, mm-hmm. and we'll announce those when those are available on Amazon Prime. So that's coming. And then also this year's annual trip, the mm-hmm. driving trip to Germany and Belgium, that is called Pilgrimage 2018. You're all invited. I keep saying <laughs> yes, that. But check out all sure. the details. It's going to be incredible trip. It is Spa, Francorchamps, and the Ring, the, Nür- yeah. the Nürburgring Nordschleife. And we put you in cars. It's going to be so much driving. The two museums mm-hmm. in Stuttgart, Porsche and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Go to everydaydriver.com slash adventures. You can find that adventures tab right there on the yeah. on the website and 
find it, get all your frequently asked questions, email us if you want to find out more information. We'd love to have you. That's excellent. Uh, while we're here, I should do a, uh, a public service announcement for our friends that are not in the U.S. or U.K. Because sure. if you're not on in one of those places, and I'm including, by the way, Canada. I mean, come on. We don't have to do anything weird for Canada. We just post the video, but we can't post on Amazon Canada, and many of you have asked. So if you're not in U.S. or U.K. and you can't get Amazon Prime, I will let you know again, all of our TV stuff is available on Vimeo. I know that's not as easy access as Amazon. We're aware of that. That's why we're on Amazon now. Yes. But Vimeo, for the moment, is our international uh, catch-all. So if you are overseas, you want to see all this TV content we've been doing, it is on Vimeo. It will keep being on Vimeo, just so you know. Mm -hmm. So that is the way anybody can get that content. Our patrons actually get that content earlier and in some cases at some levels for free. But if you're anywhere in the world and you want to see this TV show, Vimeo is your resource. Uh, you can get to that from our our website as well. There's links from the Season 2 page, Season 1 page, two, 2 for that matter, mm -hmm. and all yes. of the films are there. So yes. we, you do have a way to get there if you can't do Amazon. We do want you guys to still have access. So that's happening as well. We have uh, two cool car debates. before. Uh, we're going to do the Ford thing. Yes, we are. I hear you. We're <laughs> going to do the Ford thing. Shortly. But uh, Gerard is writing to us from L.A., and we also have uh, Seth writing to us, former FRS owner, has an interesting car debate coming up as well and then there are many many questions yes but half the questions were guys what's <laughs> up with ford if you haven't heard ford is going to be discontinuing its small car lineup in north america so they have announced that they will stop selling the fiesta the focus and the fusion in north america and the Taurus. If it's and the not, Taurus as yeah. well, yes. It's, it's not just small sedans. It's we don't like cars is the is the over, yeah. overarching message here. Pretty much. They have confirmed the current Taurus will end production March 2019. Mm -hmm. The North American market Fiesta production will cease May 2019. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have a timeline for Fusion production. Anything else is, is still be TBD. Mm -hmm. The Mustang will remain as is the Focus active CUV. It's the Focus Crosstrek. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, I mean, actually. Subaru has made the Crosstrek, yeah, which is the slightly it. lifted, little bit rubber, rubberized, fendered version of the Impreza wagon. That's what the Crosstrek is. And, and and they sell those like crazy. I swear, forget Subaru being the official car of Utah for a minute. The Crosstrek is quickly becoming the – that model is quickly yeah, becoming the official car of Utah. particular model. It's almost as many – I see almost as many of those as I do Outbacks. And Outbacks are practically being handed out at the border here in Utah. So yeah, They hand out cash in Alaska at the border. They do, and apparently. here they hand out Subarus. Yes. But anyway, so the Crosstrek is wildly successful for Subaru. And I have to think that Ford looked at that and went, huh, it's almost an SUV. So that'll be the version we get of the Focus, which is bizarre. Meanwhile, of course, they can't kill the Mustang. I think there would probably be riots and there would be torches and pitch, pitchforks. So they are keeping the Mustang. But, but here's the thing. All of the cars are vanishing yeah. from the Ford lineup in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, kidding. And, you know, I actually wonder because the Fusion's dying – does that kill, not that we're going to mourn the loss, but does that kill the MKZ over Lincoln? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up because Lincoln is saying they're committed to sedans. Yeah. They have to have sedans if they're going to do anything suicide door related for any future product lineup. <laughs> the suicide door navigator. And would you buy that car? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't put it Who past would them. Buy no. that car? Probably many people. Can you imagine Lincoln as only selling SUVs and CUVs? Can you picture that? I'm I'm asking everybody, and it Almost. might be rhetorical. Almost can, actually. But maybe it's a good thing for them. Maybe not. Hmm. Now, there's a number of car companies, and I want to touch on this. First of all, 
the CEO of Ford, Jim Hackett, has said, we're committed to taking appropriate actions to drive profitable growth and maximize the blah, blah, blah. The sh- They're going the, where the money's at. The transfer is people are buying CUVs. We're only going to make CUVs. Oh, yeah, that's right. We should keep making the Mustang. And boy, are trucks profitable. Mm-hmm. Man, did I take home a lot of money last year. Yeah. Man, let's keep doing that. More of that, please. For sure. For sure. That's exactly what they're doing. So, yes, but we have to go back to the heady days of 1999 Ooh. when the Ford Excursion was introduced, mm-hmm. 99 to 05, I think it was. And Bill Ford got up and said, man, we're going to keep building cars that are you know great for our customers. And then everybody realized that not everybody needs an 11,000 towing pound capacity, nine person <laughs> gigantic city bus with a Ford name on it with... Econoline van taillights and yeah, you know yeah. it, it was just such a parts car it was huge and awesome and great and about 10% of the buyers bought that thing yeah now here we are in the days of gas prices when there isn't a glut gas prices are as a matter of fact going back up they're to going some the degree, other yeah. direction been, kind yeah. of right now mm-hmm. and we kind of see mm-hmm. that going up in the future and everybody else going to smaller cars smaller engines the high strung yeah. turbocharged engines and yeah. here it is. Ford is leaving the cars behind. Yes. Interesting. Yes, I agree with that. But at the same time, the F-150 sells without anybody worrying about it. So that doesn't matter. Yes. The with Ford a 2.7 trucks, liter turbo engine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They sell no matter what. Yeah. But the only market that is really growing is that small five-seat uh, CUV, SUV. So, okay, they're chasing the money. I, I see the logic here because of one thing. Tauruses... The, the, think about the cars they're killing here. Taurus's, okay. Fiesta's, Focus, and uh, Fusion. None of those are really rental fleet cars. No. no. So when you think about GM and Dodge, the Charger, big rental fleet car. The Challenger is a halfway decent rental fleet car. Mm-hmm. The Malibu over at Chevy, rental fleet car. The, the cars that are surviving, if you will, are all rental cars. So my wonder, my my curiosity here is what happens, and is there going to be a shift in rental car fleets where they want small CUVs? Well, but for the moment, I can see the yeah. I can see the financial benefit of GM and Dodge continuing to make sedans, and I don't believe for a second it's because our customers want these. No, the rental fleets are, and and the you know the uh, security forces and your local police department. All of those fleets mm-hmm. are driving big sedans from one of those two companies. They're by and large not driving the Ford versions. So GM and Dodge can survive, and Ford goes, that doesn't make any sense. It's pretty amazing to me. And the more that I think about this, I've had all day to think this over and mm-hmm. mull it through. I guess we've seen it coming for a long time because you just brought up police fleets. Mm-hmm. And then here we have the Edge ST and the Explore ST versions. And everybody wondered, why would you do that? And then they dropped this announcement. Here's why you do that, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know how you and yeah. I have been saying for quite a while now that Ford has been building a performance version of every car and truck they make in every category? Yes. We can That's continue now to say that, but just the cars are gone. <laughs> Interesting point. Because of the SUVs. We make the a performance ST. version of everything, or we don't make it at all. Or we just don't make it, and we That's left cars behind. The cars will continue to be made, of course, in Europe and everywhere else yeah. on the planet because yeah. Americans have Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Texas, Colorado, yeah. wide open spaces. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastern California, hello. But you make up a great point. The last decade, you and I have been celebrating Ford a lot yeah. because they have had, if you're an enthusiast, if you're a person that loves to drive, whatever your budget is, we have a car that matches your budget new. 
starting with the Fiesta mm-hmm. ST and going all the way to the Ford GT, we have a car for you. And it's right. genuinely really good for your money. And now they're, they're gutting the entire lineup. Am I going to miss the Fusion or the Taurus? No. But on the other hand, you know, you see them everywhere. You see them, you but know. But the Fiesta and the Focus we're going to miss. But yes, those cars will, will be missed here. Mm-hmm. We'll For just sure. have to fly to Germany. You'll have to come with us and drive them on the pilgrimage trip. If you want those cars, you just have to come <laughs> with us. But there's a few questions on here that I'd like to get to. I, I'm thinking about all these other manufacturers that we know and associate mm-hmm. with cars. You mentioned FCA and Dodge and Chrysler brands. Now, they've got their SUVs. They've got mm-hmm. the big ones, too. Of but course. I associate Dodge, and I think of cars first, and then I think of the Durango, you know, and I think of Acura. And what about Aston Martin and Ferrari and, mm-hmm. you know, all these companies that will never make an SUV? And then Lamborghini goes, plop, there yeah. you go. We're doing it, too. Here's where the money is. Yeah, for sure. And, and for that's sure. really all I see this is. They're just – I wouldn't say they're caving. They're just – you know, they're not charity organizations. They're going they're where the money, money is at. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. And because Christopher M, you're writing to us, why does it seem North Americans have such a wholeheartedly accepted the lie? You have to have a massive land barge <laughs> if you do anything aside from have one person in the car. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Ty's writing us and saying, I think Ford's short-sighted on this because of the gas prices going up. Mm, interesting. Well, the turbocharged smaller engines can be put in yeah. the Fords now. Yeah. Ty actually has an F-150 as well. Yeah. So that, that 2.7 liter that could probably even go smaller displacement in the future, keep Amazing the size about, of the car yeah. and keep reducing the engine. So maybe it's in the corner of the engine bay when you open the hood. Yeah. It's a battery in one corner. Yeah. And the engine in the other corner and the rest of it's just space. Yeah. yeah I get, hey, more space. There you go. Carry more stuff. What else? Uh, <laughs> damn it. Patton is asking us, which model do we think Ford will regret phasing out the most in the future? You know, should we all go buy STs, Fiestas and Focus STs right now? Are they going to go up in value? Honestly, I don't think they are. No, I doubt it. But to assuage your fears, building parts and continuing to build parts and service and supply all that kind of stuff will last for a decade. Yeah, for sure. Afterwards. For a while. That'll continue. That's just good business. Yeah, for sure. But then good business is also going where the money's at. And if the trend is... People are going that direction. My fear is the enthusiasts and the enthusiasts you and I serve and mm-hmm. the cars that we love to drive are people going to such larger cars and just craving that. Is the enthusiast driving spirit being diminished? Yeah. Is it not kindled by the lack of the small, fun enthusiast cars that we love? Well, I'm but, concerned, but honestly. Back, back to Christopher's initial question, I want to say this. I think, I think what's happened Okay, and and I say this because I have just for the first time this week, it's starting to feel like summertime in Utah. And the last two days is the first two days in a row I've driven the Lotus in probably five months. There's been a lot of single days because we had a a kind of a weird winter. A lot of single days I headed out for a day, but then it was put away again because there was another storm coming or whatever. The last two days I've driven it back to back and it's been interesting. I, I enjoyed it even more today than I did yesterday. Hmm. is something about my brain. And, and again, I'm, I was driving a Mini. It's not like I was driving something huge. But my brain being recalibrated to all the things about the Lotus that are A, hard, and B, awesome. Mm, sure. And just understanding, yeah. okay, here's the sacrifice. Every vehicle has its sacrifices. If you have a big luxury, your, your expedition, an amazing everything, all your gear and all the people you've ever met can <laughs> haul in that car and be unbelievably comfortable. But what's your sacrifice? Well, don't go around a corner fast yeah. and don't expect quick braking 
And the, all of the fun part of the driving isn't there, but look at all the stuff you gained. The Lotus is the reverse of that equation. Yeah. So the yeah, thing I sure. think happens, Christopher, is that we've all been conditioned to the niceties of a car, okay? All of the stuff a car can have to make it comfortable and nice, and oh, the stereo is great, and I like the, the feel of this seat. Oh, look, this has cooled seats, and oh, the steering mm-hmm. wheel just got hot, and all of these kind of things that we like. That add weight. <laughs> that add weight. So even your typical sedan now weighs around 3,500 pounds. So if the sedans weigh 3,500 pounds and the SUVs weigh 3,700 pounds, and oh, now I can see a little further in traffic because the huge truck in front of me, I'm the same height as him. It starts to, it's, it's, it's incremental. Incrementally, it's moving people away from a life experience that is that comes, I submit to you, only from small, lightweight cars. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. cars that are small and lightweight, Fiesta ST, I'll stay away from the Lotus for a second. Fiesta ST weighs 2,700 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the reasons that is so fun is just because it's light. If you think about a sedan that's 3,700 and your Fiesta's 2,700, you've lost 1,000 pounds. And I'm not even good at math, okay? But you put somebody that's, that's used to large cars in a small car, it will feel so foreign to them. And that can, but, but light stuff is fun stuff, generally. Mm-hmm. So you have people are so away from that life experience that they, that they don't know what they're missing. That's part of it from an from a experiential standpoint. And then the second thing is it's... Uh, we all have this to some degree. It's fear. It's sure, fear sure, of I can see that. what if something happens. And I will admit it crosses my mind in the Lotus in some situations because I am by far the smallest, most fragile thing on the road. And my legs are way out front. Yeah. You're so, also the most nimble. And I, am. I maintain the safest cars, the ones that avoid completely in the first place the but, accident, whatever that is. I, I, I've discovered, and I meant, I'll mention this again when I do a, this new long-term piece, but I've discovered I drive that car like most people ride motorcycles, sport bikes. When there is a cluster of trucks in front of me and a bunch of traffic, sure. I find the hole, I downshift, and I'll hit 100 or whatever I need to to get out of this cluster because nobody will see me. I realize I'm solar yellow, but i got to get out. And so mm-hmm. even here I am, a guy that, that believes and loves small stuff, but when I'm driving around and everything around me is a skyscraper on the move, I start thinking, this is I'm, I'm the most, most concerning here. I'm the one that should be really cautious because I'm the first one done. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, you, you put kids in the car. I saw that 16-year-old girl last, uh, last year. 16-year-old girl driving an enormous 2,500 Chevy that she could barely keep in her lane. Yikes. But you know the parents were like, this will keep you safe. This is the problem. It's the combination of not knowing the benefits of light. I'm sorry I've made this far longer than I meant to. Not knowing the benefits of light combined with we're afraid of what might happen so bigger is better. That's the problem. Well, I think all of this discussion comes down to really one question Mm. that I want to hear your thoughts on. But the question is, will other manufacturers follow suit? Mm. Is Ford doing this going to create every other car manufacturer thinking, well, what do they know that we don't? Mm. And the answer, I think, is no. Mm. And here's why. Ford has their niche. They build trucks. They build Mm -hmm. great vehicles. Mm -hmm. But the bread and butter in North America and and America is trucks. Yeah, yeah. Now, think of Mazda. They don't build a full-size pickup truck. Nope, they don't. Think of Kia, Hyundai, Acura, on and on and on. Mm -hmm. BMW. Well, Mercedes now is the X-Class, but whatever. Hi, Nissan. None of those companies have built their reputation or their 
pricing or business model mm-hmm. on what Ford has. So therefore, Ford is doing what's good for Ford. Yeah, agree. and I agree with when that they a lot. were led by Mark Fields, they mm-hmm. couldn't even pronounce electric. They it was the heady days of just pickup truck sales and low Funny. fuel prices yeah, yeah. and on and on and on. I do like that Jim Hackett is thinking about what's next, mm-hmm. and I do mm-hmm. I think that some smaller cars are coming from Ford. They just Maybe. might not be considered small sedans. And they're going to be we'll see. looking at electric. This is the same transformation that Volkswagen is going through right now after the diesel scandal. <laughs> they're all about electric cars. And they're transforming yeah, the time. brand and image big and time. everything towards electric. This is what Ford is doing now is to, yeah. hey, you know, it's just not profitable. But look at the things that we do build. Let's double down on that. And I think what's going to be coming is some electric stuff, some Ride-sharing stuff, some different... That leaves the door open for future products. Just because the small sedans and small stuff is going away, it's still built in the rest of the world. Yeah, that is It's still going to be building millions of these cars worldwide. And the Ford F-150 is not their best-selling vehicle because it sells anywhere but here. Right. Which is insane to think about. So therefore, I think the answer for this is no car Mm -hmm. companies are going Mm -hmm. to do what is good for them and their brand and where they have their buyers. Well, look at it this way. Nissan, though we mourn the fact that they have gone to crazy styling and not enthusiastic cars, all with CVTs. Mm-hmm. Their bread and butter car is the Altima. Very and much Toyota so. Toyota makes their money on the Camry. Yeah. And Honda makes their money on the Accord. Absolutely. And so none of that them are leaving. That is their F-150 equipment. Yes, exactly. And so none is. of them are leaving. Meanwhile, Ford's looking at their balance sheet and going, well, the Fusion and the Taurus are never in the top 10. They're right. never the top 10. Right. The Ford F-150 is selling out here. Oh, look, the Edge is doing okay not enough people are buying these. They're gone. You know, it's the same. It's the same way. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Why hasn't Nissan redone the Z? And why hasn't Nissan done an updated GTR? Because those are major niche cars. Sure. And as much as we want them, the the money is over here in the CVT Ultima. <laughs> Hate to say it. There it is. Yeah. You know. You know. Do we see Subaru making a pickup truck? And by the way, Subaru doesn't make small, tiny cars anymore. True. No, the Outback is enormous. The Outback is about the size of a Chevy Traverse. Honestly, yeah, it really I'm surprised because every time I see a new one, I'm going, when when did they inflate? When what, did they get huge? What happened? Follow one on a Lotus and f- suddenly feel like you're following a Suburban. <laughs> That's what really happens, yeah. Cars are still significant. I think they will be Hyundai doubling down with cars like a Kia Stinger. That's a big car. Mm-hmm, it and is. And it is a car. I hope that thing sells, man, because, I mean, Me let's too. be honest. The SS is gone. Why? Because of low sales. Because yeah. it's a big rear-wheel drive enthusiast-friendly sedan. Well, it's up to us to revitalize the enthusiast sedan driving community. we got to put our money where it is, for sure. Shouldering this yeah, yeah. entire community here, I feel like. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> We're just enthusiasts. Thanks for being with us. It. That's the cool, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Wow, that was incredible. But it's an ongoing story. I think it's developing. Mm-hmm. For Ford sure. will continue for to sure. produce new things, and I think this actually leaves room for new stuff in their models. They have to wipe this away, hmm. get it off their plate, retool, and that kind of leaves them open for the future. We'll I see. Think it's actually a good business. I'll be very see. curious to Crazy see. Crazy enough, but that just means again we're gonna have to go to Germany to drive the fun stuff because yeah, it'll be made. So. I guess so. The next Focus RS, whatever that is, Alpine A110. That's the top and the only thing on my list of driving yeah, in is. Europe right now. But anyway, we should talk about Gerard writing to us. We're actually getting to a car debate. Uh, he works the uh, the night shift, but unfortunately, his night shift job means he's got about a seventy mile commute. But he goes to work when traffic is going home, and he goes home when traffic is going to work. Now, you might be thinking, oh, that's cool. That means he has no traffic. No, in L.A., because L.A. is such a, a, a transient job market, it, it's, it's 
in LA, you have all the traffic are the people that do the nine to five. That exists. Right. Oh, yeah. But you also have all the people that they work odd hours because they're in the film industry. Those folks commute all the time. And then you have the people that because they work in the film industry or they're artists or whatever, they don't go to any job at any normal hour. So they're just driving whenever. The result is there is no time of no traffic. Whenever <laughs> you're driving, traffic. Yeah. So he has to, he's still commuting in traffic. Just he's going the opposite way of everybody else. He is uh, 28. He has two kids. And so actually, sorry, he has, he has a one-year-old about to be two. I just misread that. But there that is. Needs a fun commuter with four doors. Yeah. He's... Uh Got this Prius in his life, 2012 Toyota Prius, and he estimates that about 30% of his traffic driving is stop and go, 70% normal freeway driving, so okay. He just recently sold the 2004 Camry that he put 300,000 miles on, and he's about to sell their 98 Honda Prelude. I always kind of dug those things. They're I dug cool. The, They're genuinely like the 89 cool. 89 Preludes. Like, I, I just but those 90s ones were cool. a surprisingly fun car. Pop-up and very, headlights and, and everything. They were really cool. Super cool. All right, so he doesn't plan on selling the Prius. His wife does like it and plans on using it, even though it's slow, he says. Well, that's the thing he hates about it. He hates that it's slow, but he likes the fact that it just runs. It's, yeah. it's, it is, for them, yeah. the perfect appliance. It runs. It gets decent gas mileage. It doesn't cost them money to run. So as a result, his wife will keep driving it. It is fast, actually. You just have to floor the throttle and modulate your speed with a brake. Just keep your right foot pinned. You're right. You did discover that, yes. It's excellent. Yes. And then you can surprise people off the line. A Prius is beating me? Yeah. What? You're right. That is the way. You, it's it's, it's hard to, to envision, but this really is the way that Paul drives the Prius, is that the accelerator pedal is on the carpet constantly. The that, eco's flashing. Like, why aren't you in eco mode? What yeah. are you doing to me? And, and you're, you're just down. left foot braking when you have to modulate. It's kind of like driving a cart, actually. That's how you drive the it's Prius the and you greatest. make it quick. So anyway, the Prius is staying. He's hoping for uh, four doors. Power, power, power. Oh, and comfortable. $20,000. This is what we're dealing with. At $20,000. So he is <laughs> – I love the fact that he's been economical with the Prius. Yeah. And now he's like, you know what? V6, V8, Turbo 4, surprise me. I'd like some power. <laughs> Gerard says, Paul, I've learned that kids are expensive, so please stick to 20000 as best as possible. I hear you, my friend. I am, I'm acknowledging that. He doesn't do any track, autocross, or canyon driving. He doesn't shave seconds off lap times. Mm-hmm. He is a traffic ninja. His goal is to shave minutes <laughs> off his commute times. Awesome. Awesome. I hear you. I hear you. I am actually proud of the wild card, and I think it's the car really? you should get. Okay. But I do want to mention two that I think you should investigate. That okay. is the 2015 Audi A4 2.0. You can find okay. a lot of them for twenty grand. Yes, true. 40, 30, that's good. That's 30 good. to 40,000 miles. Sure, in there. that's good. 2013 Mazda Speed 3 Touring. Found you one with mm. only 15,500 miles, 18 grand. That's good. That's a good find. Could be fun. That's a good find. Lots of hilarious torque steer. Yes, and very and genuinely fast. I mean, coming out of your Prius is going to be a different world. I, I wondered. <laughs> exactly. I, I will have to say that I actually stayed all things available in auto because of the LA commute. Fair but enough. If you can, but if you can rock the manual, that's a that's a great find. I like that one a lot. Here's my wild card, Gerard. Twenty sixteen. Okay. Buick Regal GS. Oh really? With sixteen thousand five hundred miles. Yeah. Brand new car in black for nineteen nine. Oh, that's cool. Think of this as Genuinely a thirty thousand cool. dollar car for twenty K. Yeah. And also you can think of it as the Opal Insignia, OPC, the Opal mm-hmm. Performance Center, mm-hmm. all of that. You can think of this as a German car. 
This car gets well rated on a lot of review sites. I think you need to check this car out. Look at our video of it. We really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. And again, I'm putting everything aside to swallow the Buick badge, and you'll have to do the same, but then you'll have to pe- take people for a drive. So it's a they genuinely fun car to drive. Good power. Yep. Good dynamics. I, that's a great wild car. Buick Regal GS. And Gerard, I'm saying this because... In uh, in relation to fatherhood, I think it'll keep your insurance bill down. Mm. I think it'll be invisible for you when you are slashing through traffic. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a nice place and comfortable place to be. And the best thing about the 2016 model is it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay friendly. Even better. It also... That's a new car, man. It's a new car. 16,500 miles. It's in black on well black. Well done. It says mm-hmm. that premium fuel is recommended but not required, so I'm saving okay. even more money. Well done. Can I, you believe this car? I'm almost embarrassed by my list after <laughs> that one. That is a throwdown wild card. It's the well Opel done. Insignia OPC, well known as done. the Regal GS in America. Yeah. 19 grand. Call it 19.5. Done. Yeah. 16,500 miles. Brand new car, my friend. I like that a lot. It's classy. It looks different than the other Regals. Yeah. It looks tight. It looks They're cool. Good. They're very it cool. It sits right. The stance, it comes with 20s. You can get the manual transmission if you want, but the automatic, you can get the all-wheel drive. There's choices, mm-hmm. Apple CarPlay. Ah. Uh, uh, dude, I think you've done it. I think I, I'm going to still list my cars, but I'm I think curious. you've done it. I'm, I mean, I'm, especially considering he said he drove the Kia Stinger and really liked it, but it's way out of his budget. So that's that's an informative statement, too. He also said he's wary of the STIs and the Evos of the world. He thinks they'll be <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start right there. I'll okay. start right there for a All second. Right. Uh, you really need to go drive them. You really need to go drive the Evo and the STI because what we're talking about here is a fun dad car, okay? That's sure. we're talking about. Yeah. And you're going to commute in it, and you'd like to saw through traffic, be the traffic ninja that you're discussing. So I'm going to make two recommendations to you. I stayed all automatics because I thought, okay, you are commuting. And this is your dad car. So, okay. Instead of the STI, though, I'm going to say go drive the current WRX. Good. You've never had a car like this. 20 grand, though? Can you get it for 20 grand? Oh, not a new one. But a year or two old, you'll find one. Okay. Yeah, of course you will. Or maybe just drive the new one just for benchmark or something. Sure. But, but if he's never driven one at all, yeah, go do a test drive. It's yeah. fine. But my point is, yes, it's a CVT. Of the CVTs, it is by far the best. It does, it does mimic a transmission. But... So it's not like the Nissans or the Toyota Corolla CVTs of the world. It actually works kind of well. Uh, but drive, drive the WRX because, <laughs> praise, huh? because that turbo is going to be the, the different world you're hoping for. But it is invisible enough in traffic, whereas the STI is, look at me. The WRX can be, can be toned down. Now so I think, my wing. Seriously, absolutely. Have so, you seen my wing? <laughs> meanwhile, in, in a similar vein, don't drive the standard Evo 10. Drive the MR only. Oh, good. The DCT, good. it has a little duck tail instead of the wing. If you get it in gray, only I will notice it, and I will wish it wasn't gray. <laughs> but nobody sees that car. Nobody notices what that car is. Hmm. Just gray with the duck tail. It's just a little Mitsubishi sedan. Nobody cares. You're quick in that oh, car. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And the front seats are aggressive, but they're very comfortable. So I think you need to drive both those cars. I don't think you're going to find the the WRX or the Evo MR. I don't think you're going to find that uncomfortable in city use. Hmm. Uh, And I also don't think you're too noticeable and crazy in them either. I don't know that that's the answer, but I think you really should drive those two variants and see what you think. I have to say it, though. GTI with the DSG. Good, good. Go go drive a Golf GTI. This is what the GTI was made for. It's the car that is not really notice me, 
but it's got good room inside. And by the way, that's quick. Yeah. Hey, this DSG is awesome. They scamper. It's just for it's, sure. it's a it's a cool all arounder. You're kind of speaking to exactly what you want. I mean, I haven't gotten you in a V6 or anything. That's just a little four cylinder. All of these are, but okay. <laughs> With a turbo the size of your head. The turbo is the fun part here. And yes, there's somebody out there saying GTI. Why don't you chip it? Yes, you could give it a tune, and now it's even more fast. Mm-hmm. But it still looks like a Golf. Sure. So I think the GTI is worthwhile there. I did think um, Lexus IS 350 F Sport. Can those be had for this price point? Yeah, you really? get back far enough. Yeah, of course you can. Those are great cars. Yeah, they're just they're cool cars. And and you because you had mentioned the GS four hundred and sixty. Look, the GS can be cool. You talk about you like it because of the V eight. My my big question is, I don't think you need something this big. Sure. And I think as you start to get into bigger and bigger, you're going to lose. We were just talking about it. You're going to lose some of the driver feel. The IS slash through traffic. Although you can slash through traffic in a Unimog. You you could if you can get up to speed, and nobody's going to get in your way. That's for sure. I promise you, the Lotus will get out of your way if you come up in a Unimog. You know what? You can have that lane. That lane is yours, my friend. Unimog traffic slashing. Yeah, that's frightening. But anyway, but I think look at that Lexus IS instead of the GS because I think you might be really surprised. And then if you want to spend some gas money and get yourself a nice V8. Oh, oh. Try to find yourself the world's cheapest E90. Oh. I mean, I think I might be over twenty grand now. But still, that but, V8 is lush. But having said that, okay, look at that generation E90. What's the biggest engine you can get for your budget? Because below that, you're in what? You're in a turbo six, which yeah. you're still going to love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because you're in L.A., it's not going to be a notice me car because it's a three series. But plenty of room in the back, genuine power. I, I think I think you have to at least look. Excellent. I'm going to come back around to you, Paul, with the Regal GS. You like that, huh? I really like that. I'm kind of digging this I like this the car. unique uh, reality of that. Hopefully, Gerard, something in here is helpful to you. Definitely do some test driving before you try to land on anything here. But uh, there's some good options there, I hope. Yeah, there's plenty. Lots to think about. If you've got your own debate, please write to us. Let us know what you're up to, what's going on. Love to hear your story and surrounding your car buying quandary. EverydayDriverTV at gmail.com or on the website, EverydayDriver.com. And again, that Adventures tab is looking you in the eye, wanting you, (laughs) inviting you to come on the Pilgrimage 2018 trip with us. Guys, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. In our ongoing quest for a certified Paul-owned car, we have our friends at Brush Hero. Who you've, you may have even seen it on Shark Tank. Brush Hero is this water-powered cleaning machine. Comes with two brushes: the soft brush and the hard brush. I will admit I haven't even tried all of the ways this works. They, they talk about you can use it on barbecue grills. By the way, I will not. I will say don't use it on a barbecue grill, and then use it on your car. Maybe get a different brush head. There is this new two brush heads included starter kit right now that is available, a soft one for sensitive surfaces, and uh, you can even have the the tough one, which I will probably use on wheels. This is what this is really designed for, so I don't have to get out a wheel towel. You have a wheel towel. I don't have a wheel towel. This is what Brush Hero is for. It's an impressive amount of torque. It's entirely water-driven. There's no engine. There's no motor or electronics or anything. The torque of the water coming through your hose spins the head and provides water to the head. This is Brush Hero. It's trying to make your life easier while cleaning your car. You've got to fight the war on muck with the Brush Hero as the ultimate cleaning and detailing tool. It's a great gift for Father's Day, and there's gift sets for every budget. They've even got extensive line of accessories. And now Everyday Driver listeners are getting a special offer. You can go to BrushHero.com and use the promo code DRIVER to get 10% off any order over $50 plus free shipping. 
You can also find Brush Hero on Amazon or at select Costco stores, but to get the exclusive offer, go to BrushHero.com, use the promo code DRIVER, get 10% off, and free shipping on your order over 50 bucks. Here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. It's kind of weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might also not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid. You know, so you'll know if you're getting a good deal before you buy. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We have quite a few listeners that listen because you're long-haul trucking, which is really cool. So we have uh, Seth writing to us, and he is a long-haul trucker with his wife. And he he starts the email by saying, just so you know, this is what I do. My wife travels cross-country with me, and we just, for better and for worse, sold my FRS that we were both in love with. They both loved it. Mm, but they yeah. sold it so they could travel cross country together and they could just be together. There's no bills. They're, they're traveling in their house and they've been enjoying that for a while, but life changes come up and now everything's changing. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, been bill free and living in this truck because they sold the FRS that they have that 2013 FRS that he said he bought from listening to our podcast and he brought it back to the bank but enabled them to be free and save money for other adventures, such as a vacation across the country, but mm-hmm. in between work, his wife's knitting addiction, as one has, <laughs> and his road cycling addiction, which is yeah. excellent. So he grew up in Visalia, California, 15-minute drive from the same road that Car and Driver uses to test their driver of the year car. I guess yeah. it's Highway 198. It's gorgeous up so there. This was yeah. my backyard, so he's definitely an enthusiast. Uh, the important part here, and we are sorry for this, sorry to hear the news, his brother-in-law was recently in a bad car accident and is paralyzed from the waist down. We're really, yeah. really sorry to hear that. His wife will be his caretaker, and uh, Seth's wife, and then they'll, they're going to be moving to Florida. Yep. So what that means is the car that they're shopping for is a manual, four-door, rear-wheel drive, large trunk for a wheelchair and medical supplies, and if possible, a little comfort, a little class for his mm-hmm. wife. I get that. Thank you for writing your car history. You've got a couple of El Caminos in there, two of them. Yeah. And Chevy's Dodges, Chevy C20. He had a long gap of no car commuting because he was riding his bike everywhere, which yeah, is cool. which is very cool. Honda Rebel, he said that almost what did put him in a hospital. He loves BMWs and then this Cyan FRS recently. Yeah. But his budget is going to be very creative, we'll say. This is where this gets hard. You hear this whole story and you're like, okay, 
I'm sorry for the for the loss here of of her her brother. Just he's his whole life is different now. Yeah. Well, I think all their lives are different. exactly, and I think it's great that you and your wife are stepping in to help there. Yeah. So there's a big curveball in this story. So we're sorry to hear that. We applaud you guys for helping. And and but I'm thinking through all this, going, okay, I've got some ideas, and then you throw this at us. <laughs> You've given me a budget of eight grand. You've given Paul a budget of nine grand. Oh, and then there's the, then there's the asterisks. You have to tell the asterisks. Well, I can't because I'd mi- I might mention the word. I'll do it. You I'll have do to it. do it. Oh, you're right. Uh, Paul is allowed to do ten thousand dollars if he never mentions the word Porsche. I haven't done it in the podcast. You haven't yet. done it so far, which I do applaud. You. I just by the way, my hands by the hair. way, we are trying to stay within the rules, Seth. I mentioned Porsche. Paul did not. See, so Paul has as much as ten grand. I'm going to try to operate under ten grand uh, to try to find this large car. Um, I'm going to say right away, Pontiac G8. I wondered. Pontiac G8, big trunk, big car, all day long. For yeah, 10 grand. for sure, for sure. Get I mean, yourself I'm the stick shift with ten grand because I'm still safe at this point. Yeah, you are. So anyway, I've so earned yeah. that budget, baby. <laughs> the the Pontiac G8, and uh, that should have fold down rear seats, which adds to every equation. All of the ones I'm looking at should be fold down rear seats, which helps you a lot. This is an interesting request because I thought, all right, yeah, the, the G8 popped into my mind, but so did an E39 BMW 5 Series. That 540i Ooh. V8 manual yeah. transmission rear-wheel drive. The problem is, Seth and family, it's a BMW. Mm-hmm. And anything from an E39 era is going to have some miles on it and it therefore is, for require sure. some maintenance. For sure. And I don't want you to get nickel and dime from a German car, even though it's going to be mm. awesome and do everything because you have BMW in your history. Yeah, and that is a cool, that's a cool one, a really cool Especially one. Especially if for you sure. could find a low-mileage low example it's still going to require some maintenance that you're probably going to need to put that money elsewhere, especially considering your budget. Mm, mm, interesting. Yeah. So I want to offer some guidance, we'll say, okay. and okay. tweak your thinking just a little bit because I do have a car for you. Okay, good. I have one. You're you're really pulling out the, the interesting shots I'm, tonight. I'm hoping this I like works. It. Okay, keep going. Because it's a big car. It's bigger than you think. Okay. It's the 99 to 2001 Acura TL. It got smaller mm-hmm. for the subsequent generations. It decreased in size. Okay. But this TL, the 3.2 TL, is actually a big car with a big trunk. Now, front-wheel drive, automatic, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't fit yeah. those, those things. Mm-hmm. But this is a large, comfortable car. It's going to be reliable. There's a lot of them for, for sale. I found one with... 92,000 miles hmm. for, I forget what it was, four or five grand. But then at Mile High Honda in Denver, I Uh-oh. found a 2003.2 TL with 34,000 miles Seriously? for $7,200. Wow. Done. I think that's your car, Seth. Done. I mean, it's not the, you know, drop it in a second and, you know, traction control off kind of driving. It's not. You're right. But it's a large car. It's got class style. It's going to run and mm-hmm. run and run. Mm-hmm. Most of them that I found are 220, 260,000 miles. Yeah. So you know it's yeah. just going to be a long-term car, and especially if you can find this one. A year 2000 Acura with only 34,000 miles. Hmm. Talk about little old light lady owning this car yeah, and just for sure. putzing for sure. around in it. 7,200 bucks. That's your car. Tempting. Really tempting. Not a car like it. I think that is your car. 
Yeah, I see. I see where you're going. I like that. You're, you're finding you've got some real gems tonight. You've just dug up some great stuff. I have to Thank mention you. two others. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you think of it. That's sometimes. the interesting thing about the podcast. Is I mean, the stuff that we think up yeah, that strikes us when we re- read some of your emails. That's the cool thing about all yeah. the different emails too. Is you could read two emails back to back, and the the range of cars that pop into your mind that don't relate to each other at all is kind of shocking. But a lot of times, it's the story connected. To the oh, car. I, no, I think it's, just, it's that a lot. Hey, of the here's time. the budget and here's the stuff. Absolutely. Well, that might not work for you just because it's a car and it exists. Yeah. 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 What might you like? So, learning about people and yeah. what their proclivities are, what they're like, what totally. they're into. I do have to say, I have two others. The problem with these, uh, they are not rear wheel drive, but I think they're real contenders here. Okay, you need good. to drive them both. The Honda Accord, yeah, available stick sure. shift, has good room, has good tech has a great size trunk. You need to at least find one and drive it. And in the same vein, I actually think it may be the better choice than the Accord is the Acura TSX. Good. Available all day long in a manual. I looked up and I scrolled through pages, Seth, of these cars in the like 06 to 09 model years for your budget. Probably nice ones for 10 grand. Stick shift, it is it is a variant on the Honda Accord to begin with. But you've got fold-down rear seats. You've got a good-sized trunk. You've got a Honda under there. It's just going to run. And those the, the reason I bring up both the Accord and this Acura is because these are genuinely fun-to-drive front-wheel drive sedans. You can get ones that aren't, mm-hmm. certainly, all day long. But these are genuinely fun to drive. Put some good tires on it. They have good stick shifts in them. I think you would actually like this, even though it doesn't do the rear-wheel drive thing. That's where this gets harder. Sure. I mean, you could you could shop the world's most beat-down uh, charger. You could go that way. You can get Magnums for this. Oh. <laughs> you could get a Magnum. Magnums. Now, I, can you find the right combination <laughs> of the Magnum for your budget that's not too beat-down that stick? Does Magnum even come in stick? It doesn't even have Lambo right doors. It doesn't. Because it might have it Lambo doesn't. doors. But you could put the fake Bentley grill on the front and really confuse you could. people. You could magnetize it and drive it through Pep Boys. You could. <laughs> that's happened many times. It's practically the <laughs> official car of that Pep Boys. Why do we need right to there. outline our door shut lines with chrome tape? Don't know, but now it's better. But you what? could. But seriously, Magnums are all over the place at, at this price. If you want to get the full, you know, shooting brake wagon, you know, could be a hearse vehicle. They're cool. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're cool, but Just they're short big. Of a hearse kind of. Yikes. But I think I think they're only somebody's going to correct me. I feel like they're only auto. I feel like I've ever seen one that was manual. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong there, but anyway, maybe it's just mm-hmm. I haven't seen one, but I know that Acura has it. But again, the Magnum is back to rear-wheel drive. I mean, there's options here. It just depends on where you want to go. So I will put the the G8 and the Magnum in one in one pool, and I'll sure. put the Accord and the TSX in the other. These are options for you that would be I think all of the above. That's good. Thank you both for writing to us. And like I said, we want to hear your stories and your mm-hmm, car debates mm-hmm. as well. Two-scroll rule, please. It helps us. Paragraphs not, also really help. Yes. I, I'm a big believer in paragraphs. The wall of text makes me tired. I have to say, I open it up just like, oh. <laughs> just melt. Anyway, thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, please write to us. Jump into questions on social media here. There's jstrong235 on Instagram who says, I really want to get into rally. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know the best way to get into that sport? Yes, we do. Dirtfish.com. If yeah. You go to Dirtfish. It's a great place. As a matter of fact, David Higgins is sponsored. He's got an association. He's seven-time champion. The guy's amazing. And also, TJ Fry, who is one of our instructors at mm-hmm. Ford Performance School out yeah. here at UMC. Uh, I can't remember if it was for the ST Octane Academy or the Mustangs. 
Do you remember? Was it the Mustangs that he? I was think with? it was Mustangs. Yeah, I thought I so too. Great driver, good mm-hmm. guy. For sure, learned a lot sure. from him. Yeah. So he's associated with Dirtfish as well, and you'll yeah. see them in the now defunct Red Bull Global Rallycross, but yeah. <laughs> they're in a bunch of other different places yeah. too. So yeah, check that out, and they can instruct you from very beginnings all the way to buying your own car, yeah, safety gear, that's a good point. races that's to great get point. into. And all these drivers have an association with Dirtfish, too. So check those guys That's out. That's cool. That's cool. Also on Instagram, I've got I.I. The Gentleman is asking me a question. Uh, so he's saying, Todd, if your son was of driving age right now, oh yeah, what car would you buy him as his first car? He's saying both realistically and money, no object. I'm not going to put a 16-year-old in a money, no object car. Just across the board, <laughs> not happening. I'm sorry, not happening. You mean like social media TV stars it's just for their kids? It's, it's not happening. I I. I not it, say needs, their names. it needs to be a car that is, okay, you dinged it. Yeah. That's what it needs to be. So the money is no object is out. But I will tell you, honestly, if I was buying for him right now, the absolute top of my list, and I think he would be all about it, would be an 86. It's good. I He's would got get a it. relationship with the 86, He does. Too. He does. But here's the thing. Dad owned one. It's it's. It's a little more usable than the Miata. I would, I mean, Miatas are great for this as well. I know I'm the weird guy that says that, but the Miatas are great for this too. But it's a little more usable than the Miata. I have no concerns of them driving it year-round because it's hard top. Obviously, I did it. It would be all about good tires, good summer tires, sure. good winter yeah. tires. But because of its nature, we've talked about it up one side and down the other, this is not a I got myself in trouble with all this power car. That's not the problem. <laughs> you get it in a manual. It's got a good manual. It teaches good dynamics. It's not very heavy. I, that is the beginning and end of my list. If I was picking it right now, it would be one of those for him all day long. No, I agree. It's a question from Ed the Sled. Thank you for writing. Instagram says, what is the American 911? Hmm. Wouldn't that be the Corvair? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Nicely done. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be the Corvair? Just asking. I know you're thinking <laughs> that's, Corvette. That's not what Cadillac-y. he's thinking. It's not know, what he's thinking, but I, but I like to, where you went. That's, I had that's to skewer you. That's very nice. You yes. Know, there you go. But yes, the Corvette is usually put up against the 911. Mm-hmm. I didn't say the word. Did you notice? Yes. Well done. You have. You did. You did duck that uh, that the, the p word Oof. there. Well done. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Since you can't say that, I will. Uh, Clement Lau wrote in a uh, Track Daily Crush on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, this this is, a good one, actually. It is a good one. The BMW M2 Competition Pack, the Porsche Cayman GT4, ah. and the Lotus Evora 400 oh. track daily crush. I actually think this is a harder one for you than it is for me because I'm going to say, look, I like the M2. I'm sure the, the Competition Pack is great. I'm still going Cayman GT4 for track and Lotus Evora for daily, and I'm crushing the Competition Pack. It's still happening. Strangely, I agree with that. I'm surprised. Strangely. Genuinely surprised to hear you say that. And I want that M2 like you wouldn't believe. That actually speaks quite a bit to how much you liked that Evora 400. I loved the Evora. I love the Evora all day long. I liked it prior. The 400 is a fantastic refinement of that car. It's the refinement that it needs to compete Mm -hmm. with a Cayman or any... such cars from said brand yes bravo you're doing very well i'm trying you're doing I'm being very, delicate. very well i'm doing yeah. a dance over here well it's time to talk water because rescue pet motorsports our friend there he's asking my thoughts on detailing a car with deionized water i'm gonna go and come back i uh, we're having well, a there's, conversation there's a watch about... question later that i know i i I, 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 to... <laughs> I did not note either the watch question or the water the, question drool forming at the sides how of his on mouth, earth are we talking everyone. about water for the second time in two podcasts Here's the deal. I'm talking about 
water because I've got an inline water filter from Griot's Garage that I use. It takes the minerals out of the water. That you've had forever. Yes. yes. So you have to... You have to replace the filters, obviously. Yes. They go bad after yes. use, and so you have to keep replacing them. And they're not inexpensive. <laughs> well, he said... I have a hose. That's really the well, beginning and end. But yeah, go on. Yikes. I'm cringing. Anyway, uh, he asked because there's a mobile detailer at our house now, and he was surprised when he said he didn't need our water source because he was probably using deionized water, which is very similar to distilled water, which you can buy. But the the inline water filter will do most deionized water is generally used at a high level for washing electronics yes if you didn't know anytime electronics are made they clean them with deionized water or also what's called ultra pure water which is essentially scientific grade water <laughs> scientific it, grade it exists, water but what they do oh. is they clean the the flash out of mm-hmm. out of the production process and they have to clean these boards with all the electronic components so you think oh i can just drop my phone in the toilet now and i'll be fine not really because of the battery and now there's electricity coursing through all those components yeah. but this is yeah, yeah. upon manufacture before power is applied they're put in a gigantic industrial dishwasher and electronic components are washed. Now, I'm going to caution you from the ultra pure water because you don't want to drink it. <laughs> it's so pure that if you drink it, it will pull the minerals out of your body and it could kill you. It's so pure. I mean, they take gases and ions and minerals and everything out of it. It's so pure. But whose job is that part? It's, it exists. And it's, what do you do? I make scientific it's water, industrial water. It's so pure. I'm in the scientific water game. You can do your own research, but deionized water. Do my own jokes is what I'm going to do. But yeah, <laughs> you're just going to start there and you know hammer it. on me. I know absolutely. That's a that's a good step, and that's as far as detailers need to go. <laughs> that's fine. I'm fine with the inline water filter just because the water is hard here where we live yeah, in is. Utah. It it's is. just a lot of mineral content and. Softening things up makes for easier drying and the car stays spot-free longer. The end. I'm off of water. You didn't know water was so complicated. You hand, you? I didn't. I don't want it to be. You hand, hand somebody a business card. It says scientific water. Scientific director water. Of, director of scientific <laughs> water. <laughs> it exists. They wash all your phones. Everything electronic gets washed. Executive vice president of scientific water. That's <laughs> uh, that, just it doesn't get cool. There's no there's no there's no string of of qualifications in front of that that makes that cool. What is your business card like? An eyedropper? Probably. <laughs> anyway, your business card is, is is actually your business card is white and almost entirely blank. You just gotta look at it in the right angle, and you can is. barely see the name or on you, there. It, it magically appears when you dip it under water. Oh, it, you submerge no. it, and it appears. I'm giving you gold here. All right. We need to move on to anything, <laughs> anything else. Uh, Luigi de Guzman wrote in on Facebook and is asking tire selection help. He's looking to replace his OEM P0s on his uh, 2017 Mustang GT. Probably wear out by the end of the summer. He doesn't track. He doesn't autocross. It's his only car. Doesn't have space for winter wheels. You don't tell us where you live. Ah, yes. This is my big question because your actual question is, what about the Michelin Pilot Sport AS3s? Okay, so this is one of their performance all-season tires. It's actually the tires I had on my FRS when I bought it. They mm-hmm. had ta- the, the prior owner had taken off the terrible Eco tires and put AS3s on. Oh, yeah, and yeah, It yeah. was a noticeable improvement from the car stock. Now, there was a noticeable improvement again going to Pilot Supersports. 
But the AS3s, I have to say honestly, because I did drive them a couple times in light snows. They are a very solid uh, all-season all tire. But my question to you, Luigi, is where are you? Because if you're in a place where it rarely gets below 40 degrees, I'm just going to say to you, buy the performance summer tire and run them all the time. Mm-hmm. If sure. you are in a place where it's below 50 degrees, below 40 degrees a lot, then yeah, okay, the all-seasons, I guess, I guess, but... I just I I'm still of the demeanor an all season tire is a one size fits all shirt. Technically you're covered. But if you went and actually bought it your size, it would be better. This is the reality of tires. All right, there's uh got time for a design breakdown of this new Maybach SUV that landed. I'm gonna go drink some science water. <laughs> science water. Stand back, I'm gonna make some Is that a band and what do they play? They play they play very electronic music. Like hyper electronic music. Be all with, the weird, and, yeah. with the weird eighties sunglasses that come off the side of your face in a point. Is anybody with me here? Okay. Sure, and they open that, for Daft Punk and Hyper yeah. Electronica. We right. call ourselves Science Water. I'm telling you, that's the good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, gonna yeah. be my band. Anyway, okay. yeah. Really quickly, Nico M is asking about this Maybach SUV. It dropped I like what Mercedes is doing Ugh. with their their design elements, but the shape is an inflated three-box design, if you look at it, which I don't like. It looks like when they tried to make a balloon version of a car, and you bought that and went, it almost looks like the car. Yes. Now, here's why they did that. Because the design director, Gordon Wagner, says- Likes that, balloons? Well, maybe. Sorry. I don't know. He said that ultimate luxury is about space. Okay. I think space and, and you mean physical space around. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Lots of room. That's number two. Ultimate luxury is time. Good. It is not Excellent. space. That's now, number two. Now you're getting two all philosophical here. Yeah. So time. Time to get yourself to a place more quickly. Yeah. Yes, all the luxury stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The interior is gorgeous. The the detailing and the mm-hmm. thought behind it is Let's excellent. Hope so. Let's hope so. I don't understand the two handles that grow out like the, the Cayenne grab handles. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not an off-road vehicle. You're not going to be grabbing onto things. Why do you need this growth tentacle thing connecting to the instrument <laughs> panel? I can't answer that. I wasn't in the room. They didn't give me a call. My phone they didn't ring. They should have, yeah. However, the exterior design is back to a three-box overinflated design that mm. I don't think works mm. for a luxury segment. It needed to be more of a coupe shape, a little bit along mm. the lines of an X6 or a Kia Stinger or something like that on a large scale. But then you get back to the trunk back there, and I'll bet you that that low edge of the trunk lip mm. opens at my hips. And you and I are both six foot three. Interesting point. Interesting point. But then I thought, you know what? If you're rich, you're not going to be lifting anything into your own <laughs> trunk. Everybody else is going to be doing it for Jeez. you. So. Jeeves, come lift this. I'm telling you, you're not going to be lifting that into your giant trunk that's way off the ground. So what do you care? That's funny. Okay, but from a design perspective, I don't agree with the three-box look. Hmm. I don't think hmm. it's original. I think it's overinflated and, and swollen It does. Would be that's the word good. I use. It looks like somebody stung it. You're right. That's a very good point. But from the details, the, hmm. the corporate look, the clean shoulder line, the lack of fussiness on the body side – the rear lights, all those elements I like, and mm-hmm. I can see that applied to a different shape. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I've got one last question from Max, our friend out in San Francisco. How are you, man? He said, okay, theoretical. If you had two stick shift cars, you mm. like them both. One's a turbo. One's naturally aspirated. You have to replace one of them with a fully electric car, a Bolt, a Model 3, whatever. 
Which do you trade out? Which of those stick shift net, uh, cars goes and why? Is it the naturally aspirated or the turbo? And Max, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I have an answer here, but it's not what you think. The answer here has nothing to do with which engine. Mm, the yeah. answer here has everything to do with which gearbox is better to row. Ah, I'll give you a it. great example. I'm going to stay right in Subaru. WRX versus BRZ. Sure. WRX has sure. a great yeah. turbo motor, and every time we, we we did a piece of those two cars compared because it's they're both sitting on the Subaru lot, and they're basically the same price. They're both six speeds. They're both enthusiast cars. Yeah, yeah. You drive the WRX, and you wish for that engine in the BRZ. But here's the thing: the BRZ gearbox is better all day long. So I'm just going to stay right with those two cars. Those two cars in my garage. Yes, the WRX is faster. It goes. Mm. because the gearbox in the BRZ is just better to row. I'll give you the counterpoint. The Lotus that I have has had a few things done that actually has the best shifter feel, of one of the, one of the best shift feels, maybe the best ever, of any Elise I've been in. It, typically, they're kind of sloppy, unfortunately. Sure. The one in my Elise is actually pretty good. A base Elise, a stock Elise shifter feel, would probably lose to other cars that have stick shift because the Elise is not a great shifter feel from the factory. Mm, so sure. I think the answer here is which one are you enjoying interacting with? Because the Bolt or the Model Three is going to warp you to sensations of speed anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which one's got the better shifter feel? That's the one you keep. It's not about the engine. Dig it. All right. Last two questions from me. Willie Willie is asking me about my Cayman GTS. Mm-hmm. Didn't say the word. He said it's totaled, and I get an insurance payout tomorrow. What do I buy to replace it? Another one. <laughs> Paul's going to play the it was taken from me card and throw yeah. down again. I like it. That's good. That's good. And then Arturson asks me, what would I get under fifteen grand right now? Mm. What style of qualities do I look for when buying cars? Because That's we know question. you like the Skittles, the small, like the crazy tiny colors, yes, really clearly great handling. Mm-hmm. Well, don't get me wrong. I love that stuff too, but I like, I'm all about hot hatches. Mm-hmm. I'd get a GTI is what I'd get. Mm, okay. I'm all about the comfort and the style and the originality it. of that car. But it's got some usability, too. It's yeah. fun. It's easy to use. It's just a go-to car for yeah. everything. It works in just about every situation. But it's still really delightful to drive. Okay. And it's not right. the most power in the world. For fifteen grand. GTI. Just get a GTI. I see it. Love okay. it. I can see you say that. All and right. I would look for plaid. Of course you would. Needs the plaid. You've gone plaid. I got it. Yeah. Maybe a little swatch of plaid on my keychain to stop. match. Stop. Okay, now stop. Then you're, plaid shoelaces. Then you're no. Then you're going to get one of your watches with a watch band that goes Ooh, plaid. A That's plaid I know watch exactly band. what oh. you're going to do. That's a business right there. I'm giving you more gold. A business to match the interior of your car to your watch band. Something very subtle. Maybe just the stitching. Maybe the color or the texture of the band. Just to, a nod to the interior. This is of the why car? paint to sample exists, folks. Oh, Some guy walks idea. in and goes, "I love the color of my watch band. Let's make the car that color." <laughs> That's Pagani Huayra owners. For normal, it's owners, a lot of others, be, though. Can you make a ten dollars watch band that matches the stitching of my car? <laughs> Theoretically, <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah, I just don't have a watch that I solve it. Yeah, <laughs> it, my, my 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 skin goes with everything. It's just I am person driving car. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, my phone tells the time. Right. All right, guys, we got to end it there. But thank you again so much. Really appreciate all your questions as well as your social media questions. Like I keep telling you, write to us and uh, look forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.
Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day, when he was 47, Pete realized he just wasn't that good. So he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved a bunch. So it all worked out. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like kind of a pawn in a political game and totally powerless. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is asking President Trump to postpone his January 29th State of the Union address, citing security concerns. But Republicans say this is just politics, shutdown politics, a move intended to keep President Trump off the national stage. Going to prison for 20 years, a Tennessee teacher who took a 15-year-old student and ran for weeks prosecutor Dan Cochran. I think it's a serious sentence. 20 years is a significant amount of time. He's going to have all that time to think about what he did, the consequences of it. We asked for 30, obviously, but 20 is a very serious sentence, and we feel good about it. An employee and a customer at an IHOP restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama, were killed in a shooting that also injured another employee. I'm Rita Foley.